I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, now I'm joined by Jake Jackman, who you can find on Twitter at that handle, but it's with two N's, uh, as those that listen will recall. Uh, he, of course, writes for EPL Index and The Boot Room. Uh, Jake, the last time we had you on the show, you were optimistic about a potential takeover. Um, then that looks like it's fallen through. Everything started looking bleak. But today, maybe a little bit of uh, positivity with the potential <clears throat> of you uh, bringing in Islam Slimani on loan. Uh, how are you currently feeling at the moment, and, and what's happening up Tyneside? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling generally okay. I learned to limit my my highs and my lows because if I didn't, I'd just forever be just like drowning my sorrows or just like wanting to you know, do something crazy in happiness because it seems to be that way with Newcastle. We we had to take over stuff and that fell through. Um, and there was a lot of sort of PR spin war between the two parties, which I don't know really who to believe. Probably somewhere down the middle, I think. Um, although, although Mike Ashley is, is public enemy number one and always will be, I, I, I think it's very easy to take the side against him. So I think it's, it's probably somewhere in the middle. Um, if, if the the prospective new owners really wanted to buy the club I think they could probably put the money up and do it like this, this one thing talking about doing deals and another thing to do it and that's what we found Newcastle in this transfer window as well and it's been a lot of talk about us spending money and bringing players in and it just hasn't happened and Mike Ashley's quote about the takeover saying it was a a, a complete waste of time <laughs> the negotiations with Amanda Stavely seems like what is it is exactly the same with negotiating with him in the transfer window. It seems to be a complete waste of time because we, we've had several targets. A notable one has been Nikolai Jorgensen from Feyenoord. And there was a lot of reports at the time saying we were willing to break our transfer record for him. And, and Feyenoord were pretty pretty transparent with what they wanted. They just wanted they, they set a fee. They weren't gonna they weren't gonna move from that, and they were open to selling him if we met that. And, and we didn't come close to doing that. So it's it seems. I, I understand why maybe it's a risk to sign an Eredivisie striker of 20 million in the in mid-season who's never played in a, in a bigger division than Holland or, or Denmark. But it's also, there's a premium that comes to spending in January. If you, if you need to do business in this window, you're going to have to pay the prices. And we are very unwilling to do that. Um, and there was a lot of talk about Danny Storage on Monday. That didn't happen. That was about a two-hour, <laughs> very excited me for a little bit, thinking we we're going to sign a very, very good player. And ended up going to play for Alan Pardew, which says a lot about where we currently are in the world of football and how players view a move to Newcastle. Uh, they say it was about geographical sort of reasons where he had family there but it, if, if Tottenham or Arsenal were offering him a deal I'm sure he would have went there so it, yeah it's it's a little bit worrying that that happened but I went in today today expecting no players to come in and there was rumours about Mikel Marino possibly going to Bilbao which would have been an absolute worst case scenario and it seems to be a bit, little bit better than that like you said Islam Samani seems to be heading to Newcastle on loan I'll 
I'm going to believe that when I see it, because the same was said about Daniel Sturridge, but I've just, just seen a tweet from Lee Ride, who's, who's one of the local correspondents, saying that he is now in Newcastle to complete the, the, the medical and other things. So it seems to me that one, that one seems to be happening. And I think it's a bare minimum. We needed a striker. We've needed a Premier League striker probably for three or four years now, since Demba Barr and Papi Cissé. We haven't had one, and, and we've been unwilling to spend the money to get one. Um, Samani might not be the most exciting name, but I think he, he fits the bill and what we need. We play... Sort of a counter-attacking style. We don't like to have possession of the ball. I think we've got the the lowest average possession of any Premier League team. So we, it's gonna. We need a target man, somebody that can hold up the ball and then score the chances we do make. Because although we don't have a lot of the ball, we do have some chances against Chelsea in the FA Cup. We created a, a few chances in the first half. If we we're a bit better in the final third, we probably would have been in the game at half time, possibly in the lead or uh, possibly level or even in the lead. We we had chances when it was nil nil. We just didn't take those chances. There's been that case in a lot of our games this season where we haven't taken the chances. And although we are quite reliable at the back, we can't. Ex- it's a bit like Middlesbrough last season. We can't expect to keep keeping clean sheets and getting points. Like we need to start putting the ball in the back of the net. So a striker was an absolute huge necessity. And in Islam Samani, very good in Portugal. I've rated him over there uh, when he played for Sporting. I thought he was a potential top four player in the Premier League. I thought he would have been a good signing for Arsenal, a potential upgrade on Giroud. It hasn't gone great for him at Leicester, but I think it's the same for Iheanacho as well. I think it, it's their style of play. They like they need quick counter-attacking players, uh, which is why I'm surprised Musa didn't really work there. But maybe he's just not very good. But yeah, they got they got Vardy and you know Okazaki does that work rate role. And uh, so Samadhi's neither a quick player or somebody who's going to work really hard. He's somebody who can hold the ball up, put himself about, and score goals mainly with his head. And if you get good deliveries and cross, he will score goals. So I think. It's a good signing for us, and I think it's one that brings relative little risk because um, if it doesn't work out, it didn't really cost a lot of money. So, yeah, that's it. That's, I'm I'm quite pleased with it. You know, we've had Hosselu playing most of the season. I think Samani's a lot better than Hosselu. So, in, if he does come in, I think he might miss. I think he's got a little injury. He might miss the first couple of weeks, and I think we've got Leicester. So we're not going to see him in the Newcastle shirt for a while, but. When he does start playing, I think he's he's capable of scoring sort of four, five, six goals, and that could be huge in keeping us up. So yeah, I think that's a very, very good signing. Yeah, it definitely looks one. Uh, also, you're being linked with a goalkeeper who I've definitely heard of before, as has anyone else. But uh, feel free to remind us. Yeah, um, Martin Dubravka, I think his name is. Uh, he's been linked with us for most of the window. Whether that means he's been our number one target. <laughs> or, and that he's very, very good and Rafa really wants him. I'm not sure or if that's really the only keeper that is available and we thought we could get with the finances we have, which seems a more realistic shout. Uh, I've not, I've never really heard of him, not seen him play. <laughs> There's not a lot of players I can say that about, but no, I've never heard of him. So I, I've seen a few clips of him playing in Scotland, floating about on Twitter today, and he made one rather good save, but I don't know whether he's going to come in uh, and, start an, and, and start immediately. I think that would be a big risk. Uh, I know Rafa doesn't rate Darlow or Elliot that highly, but I'm not sure if this guy's really going to be the answer. It'll be interesting to see if he comes in and plays. That, that'll be interesting. and He, he could be really good. I, it's, it's one of those things that sometimes you do just bring in a goalkeeper and, and they do just start playing like Mignolet came in sort of unknown at Sunderland and he's I know Liverpool fans don't rate him very highly now but he's, he's a good Premier League keeper so you know you never know so you, you, sometimes you do just pick up these these players that you as a Tottenham fan will say you didn't expect much of Gazaniga admittedly only played one game but he did fairly well in that so you never know he might come in and do do all right there must be a reason why we've spent most of the month trying to get him so yeah I'm, I'm open to seeing how he does I think the bigger thing with him coming in is that 
it's going to allow Freddie Woodman to go out on loan. I think he's been talked about going to Aberdeen today, so I think that's huge. He's, he's a young keeper, made his debut in the third round of the FA Cup, uh, played for the England under-20 teams when we won the World Cup in the summer. Very highly rated, been linked with Tottenham, Liverpool, um, Man City, a lot of big clubs looking at him. He's meant to be... Been talked about as a similar sort of player to, to John Pickford, one that could come in quite young and, and play. I think he needs to go and get some first team experience before that happens at Newcastle. So yeah, I think bringing in Dupravka, I think he's 29, maybe doesn't doesn't completely shut off the first team route for Freddie Woodman if he goes off and does well on loan. So I think it's bigger in that respect than than what this guy is going to offer us. But yeah, he's going to allow one of my better players to go out on loan. So that's that's always a positive. Cool. Any other movement that you're expecting and uh, how much movement do you think Rafa will expect in uh, his eternal quote-unquote struggle to stay at the club? Yeah, um, there's, a, there's a few rumors going around on Twitter about a possible third player coming in. Um, I think Marcos Lorente from Real Madrid has been linked uh, a centre midfielder, somebody that Rafa's very high on, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's very rare for Newcastle to do any deals on deadline day and I'm fairly I'm, I'm very surprised we're doing two as it is, so I don't think any any more players will be coming in. Um, Rafa yesterday in his press conference seemed confident there would be movement, and that seems to be in the case. Of, there was a report this morning saying he'd spoken to Mike Ashley on Tuesday and, and made it clear that he needed some players to come in, and it's, it's positive that's happened. I think if we had assigned nobody apart from Kennedy, I think that would have been a... I think there could have been quite a bad atmosphere at the game today, and it, it might have had a positive, uh, a negative effect on our season. So the the your sort of bad mood and, and what that brings. And I'm not I'm not really quite sure why we haven't done more business. I think if you're staying in the Premier League is sort of worth 100, 150 million. Uh, there's a new television deal going to be announced in the next couple of months, which is probably going to be worth even more than that. So spending 20, 30 million to keep your place in the Premier League, which I'm sure if they'd have given Rafa Benitez 20 or 30 million to spend, we would stay up, no problem. I, I have no doubt about that. It's It just seems a, it's a very, just seems something that most clubs should have done. I'm, I'm not sure why they haven't done it. It's, Seems to have been just they don't back themselves. I, I don't really understand. Mike Ashley's always been like it at Newcastle. He's, he spends big to get out of the Championship, but he doesn't spend to stay in the Premier League, which is it's a very weird business strategy. Like if we go down the season, I'm no doubt we'd probably spend fifty, sixty million again to get back up. It's yeah. Um, I think with Rafa, I think the one positive thing about loans is, but loans going out of the club. I'll talk about a few players going out of the club as well in a second. But yeah, the, it's, it's loans both ways, which suggests that. The current board are sort of thinking short term, which maybe think, which makes me think there's still possibility of this takeover happening. Um, and Rafa's attitude, uh, sort of the way he's been in press conferences, suggests that too. I think he thinks that someone's uh, a takeover is going to happen. I'm not completely ruling it out, but it's there's nothing in it. It was important we did some business this month, um, which we've done. Um, the players going out of the club, Mitrovic is going back to Anderlecht, which. It's a mixed one for me. I think it's. I'm happy that he's going back out for him because he's in Serbia at the World Cup. He's not been playing at Newcastle. He's never going to feature for for Newcastle uh, for us again this season. Rafa Benitez has completely written him off. Um, we even started AJ Perez ahead of him up front. So yeah, he, he's not. He wasn't going to feature. So even if we'd assigned nobody to that, I kind of did want Mitrovic to go out purely for him because I do quite like him. I think he's, there's a player there, and I think he's probably going to go do really well at Anderlecht and have a good World Cup. And if he does that, that's good for Newcastle because it will probably increase his value. So it's it's that's a good thing. Rolanda Aaron's is probably going out. He, he was linked with Hull for most of the day, but I think now he's going to Hellas Verona in uh, Syria, which is an interesting move. He's always been a player that I think has the talent to be a first-team player for Newcastle, but injuries and maybe a lack of experience have gone against him. So that'll be interesting how he does if he does go to Syria. Uh, he, he's very dynamic, uh, good to watch. He runs at defenders, so that could be a fun, a fun player to watch over there. He's going to go and link up with 
Rafa's ex-assistant at Newcastle. I think he was here for he was the assistant at Newcastle uh, in the season. We got relegated for those sort of eight nine games that Rafa was in charge. So he's going to go and link up with him. So there seems to be a bit of a, a <laughs> mates rates going on there. A deal for it for Rafa's mate, which it would be interesting how he does that. And then Colback is another one I expect to go up before the end of the window. I think we probably finished this window of a slightly stronger squad than we started it with. I mean, I'm excited to see what Kennedy does. He, he seems to be an exciting player. Got a lot to, uh, he likes to run at defenders. Got a lot of skills. And it's nice to have a Brazilian. Like, I don't think I've, there hasn't been a Brazilian at the club since I, I've really started following Newcastle closely, apart from Claudio Cachapa. And the fact you've probably never heard of him, Kev, is because he wasn't very good. So <laughs> I'm excited to see how he, how, how Kennedy does. I think he's got, he spoke about how he knew Newcastle because of the film Goal, which any that reference makes me like him a little bit more as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how he does. I think Slomani's going to be a good signing. I think he's, his ceiling is probably a lot higher than Newcastle and Leicester. It's just that Leicester didn't suit him. So I think this could be a move that rebuilds his career. So that'll be fun to watch. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm positive. I'm, I think there's still a lot of unknowns of Newcastle where we're going to end up in six months' time. Is Rafa going to still be here? Is... Is Mike Ashley still going to be here? What players are going to be here? Which division we're going to be in? Like, there's so much, so much I know. It's going to be a fun few months to support. What? Maybe not fun, but it's going to be an interesting few months to see see where the club lands for six months. Um, the, I don't think there's any chance of Rafa leaving before the end of the season, so that's a good thing. So yeah, I, I think the sign of someone if he if if his injury if if he can get into the team quickly, scoring goals and has a point to prove, I think we'll stay up. I think it, it, this. It's, it's a yeah, I think it's a relative. It's a good deal. I'm I'm fairly pleased if it does go through. But as a Newcastle fan, under Mike Ashley, I'm eternally pessimistic about that one. <laughs> uh, uh, pessimistic that he'd do all, or pessimistic that he's actually coming. I, I, I'm pessimistic about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a complete spin story. No, it seems it seems to actually be happening. So that's a good thing. But is it too little, too late? Time will tell. I think it's good that they've done something. Because if we'd have brought nobody in today, that would have been an absolute disaster. And it, I think that. Yeah, we'd have been one of the favourites to go to get relegated, especially with sort of the upturn in Swansea and, and West Brom recently. So it's very good we've got that. And if we beat Burnley tonight, it's going to be a completely different mood on time side than it was yesterday. And that's, yeah, I, I, if we win tonight and, and Samani signs, I think, yeah, I think we'll stay up. Cool. All right. Uh, well, thanks so much, Jake. Uh, best of luck to Newcastle the rest of the season. And I'm sure we'll speak soon. Cheers. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.